Welcome back to the What Police Cycling Podcast. Today we have a special episode because Chris Froome just did a nuclear performance in France. A one-day race in Mercantour Classic Alps Maritimes, where he was in an elite group of 14 riders. Okay, he didn't win the race, but he almost finished in top 10, which is impressive because it was a race with a lot of climbs, with the hard climbs. And today, like ourselves also, Schleckengrafs and Aichka or Gabriel Strogic will analyze what the hell happened in this race because probably no one watched this race. Yeah, but this is the best performance from, from Chris from at least this year or... Yeah, since 2020, for sure. And okay, Nachika, what the hell Chris Froome did on those climbs? How many watts? So we had three main climbs on the day, La Colmian, which was like slow-paced. Israel were controlling, not for Froome in the end, because they also won the race with Fulsang and Michael Woods finished third. But Froome was there on the Col de la Cuyoye, the HC climb in the middle of the race, 15.9 kilometers, 7.3% pretty hard climb and their um, FDG reduced the group to 14, around 14 riders uh, with Froome, Woods, Fulsang, Pino, Reichenbach, Martinez, Godou, uh, Jorgensen, Mühlberger, Bouchard, Herada, Meinkes, Steph Kras and Dries still in the group. And yeah, according to Strava from Matteo Jorgensen, they did, he did 5.7 watts per kilogram around that for 45 minutes. And uh, Reichenbach did 5.9 watts per kilogram, according to his Strava, which makes sense considering uh, I think Jorgensen is around 70 kilograms. So on these yeah. 7% slopes, he'd have to do less watts per kilogram. So yeah, Froome probably more in the range of Jorgensen with 5.7 watts per kilogram. But yeah, at a higher weight, that's more impressive. Final... It's like, yeah, for 400 watts. So yeah, Jorgensen. And also impressive is that like Tim Valence or uh, Warren Borgil also were dropped in the climb. So yeah, the, the pace was really high. Yeah, uh, FTG pace pretty high. So yeah, quite, quite impressive to stay on there. Pretty much all the riders that stayed on there were well-known climbers i would say uh, anyways then we had the final climb of the day the col de valberg 12.5 kilometers 7.2 percent again long climb but relatively shallow yeah comparable to like the finishing climbs in paris nice and similar in the alps as well um and here we had yeah Froom pretty much dropped right at the bottom together with Thibaut Pinot yeah, yeah but Thibaut Pinot paced but yeah he, he paced himself at his own pace I think because he didn't really draw part he kept being behind the group by 20 seconds or so for quite a long time until um, yeah his teammates attacked up front with Fulsang who attacked and then we had Godou and Woods in the chase uh, which yeah Woods also from Israel and then yeah. They could get a 1-2 for Froome on this climb. It's yeah. hard to say exactly how many watts per kilogram, but Reichenbach, who finished a few seconds ahead of him, has 5.4 watts per kilogram on his Strava. So, yeah, yeah Reichenbach like, paced until like 7-6 kilometers to go yeah. all the way. Yeah, but he paced himself at a decent pace afterwards as well. The difference is not that high, actually. How many watts he did after the he, he finished his pull? Uh, yeah, still 330, so 5.1, oh. so 5.2 watts per kilogram. Not bad. So yeah, he didn't completely mail it in, probably riding for points, I don't know, or just for a result. And 
I don't fucking know, but yeah, from probably around five point five point three, five point four over the entire climb at the end for around yeah, thirty-five minutes, thirty-six, thirty-seven, something along those lines. So yeah, definitely his best performance since the Vuelta twenty twenty. After the Cordal, that was quite good. Where he pulled for Carapaz, maybe even better than that, to be honest. Uh yeah, so. He's back, maybe, maybe, maybe ready for for the tour in time. He might get in the breakaway in the tour, maybe do something. He finished 11th in this race and earned 15 uh, UCI points. That's his best result if he measure UCI points. No one didn't expect this. Maybe even he didn't expect this uh, because this is a pretty high level race. <laughs> Uh, with many many great climbers, for example, Tour Tour Roman, the time trial mountain, he finished fifty third. So he already showed that there he has something in his legs still. Uh, he lost to Alexander Vlasov there only three minutes and thirty seconds, which is still quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this level is like not horrible. Probably like this is world tour worthy again, and if he can, if he can actually like improve decently from this shape, he could potentially be uh, competitive in some tour breaks. I mean, 2020, that Nompeter, Zakarin break, maybe could have been top five there in this shape. I don't know. Like, this is not completely horrible, I would say. Maybe he can show something. Well, the problem is that races. it's really hard to get in a breakaway. So yeah, that's true. That's the problem. And last year, he crashed on the first stage. And yeah, like, right only finished the tour so yeah if he's healthy this year uh, no like because last year before tour france he had some good performances in criterium the dolphin he wasn't complete shit like on, on the stage where valverde won he lost only two minutes and 43 seconds uh, finished together with santiago butrago and beat Mark Podun by eight seconds. Uh, and Mark Podun <laughs> in the next two days just did nuclear stuff on Laplan and also from I think he said he had Bilharzia again last year, which he also had in I think 2010 before he before his breakthrough and that it's 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 gone now apparently. So maybe he'll perform better. It worked once. <laughs> might might work again to be honest. I don't know what the hell it is. Okay, it's something like warm disease or what, what the hell it is. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, apparently it's like mostly African. Like you can pretty much only get it in Africa or something. Yeah, so yeah, he's from Kenya. So I mean, no he wonder. did swim in a fucking pool with a crocodile or whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah, video, in like. Florida. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, in maybe that's where he got it. Yeah, the next race he's going to race for Jamie Dauphine, then Tour de France, and then Volta Spagna. Well, in Volta, if he's very lucky, he might win a breakaway stage because I remember there was in 2019 a stage where a Burgos guy won. Like, there were like two Burgos guys. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that break. And the Burgos guy that won was dropped the entire time, but then came back. Yeah. And actually Last won time. the stage as well. Uh, Angel Madrazo won. Yeah, Lu yeah. Luis so Angel. It was yeah, Madrazo. Yet yeah. Ball and Jose Herrada. So yeah, not Jesus Herrada, but Jose. The, the, oh, that's the a bad Herrada. I was already wondering why Herrada didn't win, but it's the yeah. bad one. Yeah. yeah. 
they, they lost like 10 minutes uh, to the peloton on the climb, but they still <laughs> yeah. won. So, yeah, uh-huh. Pro might win a stage maybe in Volta, but yeah, in Tour de France, top 10 in uh, mountain breakaway might be also possible with this performance. You know, like he beat today Gregor Mulberger, he has Geoffrey Bouchard, decent climbers. Warren yeah, Bar-Gil. I mean, Gregor Mulberger, just looking back a few years, 2019 Tour de France, he was domestique for Bushman, and he was like climbing really well. Okoldi Zaran, he was with the favorites group, or close to close behind the favorites group. Yeah. So yeah, he's he, he has been a pretty good climber, kind of uh, yeah, no, not been that great since he's on Movistar, but yeah, the competition itself is is not that bad. Okay, it'll be interesting to see Tom Dumoulin versus Chris Froome on, on a climb. Well, Dumoulin on Etna was shit, but yeah, it'll be a close battle bit between them. I think Froome in this shape is winning this. What are the odds Chris Froome will win Tour de France? It's still like one, one versus 500 probably. I think it was 1 to 200 before this oh, race. Okay. So, so maybe now it's one to one hundred. <laughs> Damn, like it to be like so unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, to be like if Chris Froome wins the Tour de France, it will be something similar to Jay Jay Hindley winning Giro Italia. <laughs> also <laughs> a big comeback. <laughs> no one expected. Cycling <laughs> uh, is the most unpredictable sport, probably. Like Hindley, who the fuck expected Hindley? He was like fifty to one. In what other big sport do you get just fifty to one winning the race? Yeah. Pretty much never happens. 